Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And today we have an awesome friend of mine, Karina, uh, from high school. How are you, Karina? Good. How are you two? We're so good. So good. I know. We're full disclosure. We just got back from vacation in California last night, mm-hmm. and um, I think we're both having a little bit of the depression, the back home depressions, or whatever. <laughs> like, got to go back to work tomorrow and barf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, um, so we were going to talk to Karina about a whole bunch of different things, but um, oh, we're going to have our dog barking in the background. Sure. Just Obviously. keeping it professional over here, Defending always. The house. Yeah. Always. Well, Karina, why don't just tell us a little bit about you, like what you do and your kiddos, all that sort of stuff. Tell us like what we should know about you. Yeah, so um, I am a mom of two kids, um, a four-year-old, Valentina, and then Eker is eight. Mm. Um, I work for the city that I live in um, as a public art administrator, but I also do a little bit of other things within the art community um, here in Colorado. That's awesome. awesome. I was very intimidated or interested to see what your artwork was going to be in your office. I was like, <laughs> I was like let's, let's see what she's picked. For I, I think her. I see Free Kahlo yeah. back there, yeah? Yeah, and then I have um, some graphic art by a local artist who actually um, was connected by another friend um, here in town. And I've actually included that graphic artist in an exhibition that I've curated. So it's kind of nice to have that art community that's so small. Yeah. Especially like the Latinx art community. So Cool. Is that an exhibit that's going, is it going on right now? It's actually going to happen, let's see, June through November. It's an exhibition celebrating the 100th anniversary of women's right to vote. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. So we asked. We, I curated a show, so I asked uh, 10 local women artists to tell me um, how they feel about, um, you know, women's right to vote. Because obviously 100 years ago, I, being a woman, wouldn't be able to vote, mm-hmm. uh, being a person of color. So I'm like, you know, there's some things that have to be spoken about. Yes, it's great to celebrate that women, women's right to vote. But mm. I'm like, not all women have that privilege. So yeah, that's what yeah, the exhibition sure. is about. Okay. Wow, oh, that's uh, that's super awesome. Where in it? Denver. Yeah. It's in Aurora. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. So I organize or curate three galleries for the city, um, and they're going to be in two of our library galleries, in two different libraries. One in North Aurora, which is, you know, the heart of Aurora, mm-hmm. um, and then the other one is going to be in South Aurora, where there's a little bit more money and just a different crowd. Okay. Um, so I thought it would be awesome to show it for like three months in one gallery and then switch it out and then show the other artists in that gallery. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I worked in Aurora in the school system uh, in North Aurora for a long time doing healthy school food out there, and it was, it was awesome. No, that was awesome. And I remember um, hearing that you did the salad bar for DPS, right? Yeah, totally, yep. Because it's still going on. Oh, good. That's awesome. That's good to know. I know. I hope that Live Well, I don't really have that much contact with them anymore, but I know that they, um, you know, obviously with with Trump in office, it's been harder to to get funding for for good food and stuff. And so I don't know what's been happening with them, but I hope they're still in most of the schools that that we were in. Yeah. Yeah. They seem to be because one of my sisters still works for Denver Public Schools. Oh, awesome. Um, So... Yeah, she That's does good. the salad bar sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And is yep. your so is Eker in school? 
So is your he oldest? Is in okay, your he's oldest in is in school. Yeah. Okay. He's in second grade. Um. So why don't you let's let's talk a little bit about being a mama. Um, I know that a lot of our um, people that we've had on before have been sort of lead up to birth stories. And then they've talked Mm -hmm. a little bit about motherhood. But um, we want to really hear from you about um, your experience as a mama. And I always like to um, know out the gate if being a mom was something that you had thought about when you were younger, if you knew you always wanted to be a mom, how did you, how did you get there? I think for like the longest time I'm like, Oh hell no, I don't want to be a mom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm like in my life without kids. Like I can't even imagine. Um, but then I feel like all that changed after I became an aunt Mm. and I'm like, Oh yeah, I definitely want to have kids. Like I want, um, you know, people to kind of take on our name and all of that, too. So that very much changed. But for the longest time, I was like, I don't know if I want kids and, yeah. you know, more power to people that don't want them. I have a lot of friends that are like, oh, we're cool. You know, kids, yeah. their aunts and uncles. And they're like, we're cool just being an aunt and uncle. So mm. I'm like, never like to judge those that are like, I don't want kids because I used to be there yeah. you know, sure, totally. yeah. at one point. But yeah, definitely when I became an aunt, I'm like, oh, yeah, this little guy needs some cousin so <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we kind of had the same thing with Corinne's uh, sister when she had a baby um, first of all the baby looks exactly like Corinne's sister so oh, it's, it's like bizarre. super yeah. weird like yeah. doesn't really look like that at all <laughs> and um, so it's like seeing a little version of her sister and then we were just like oh right this is why people have babies like this yeah. this is awesome yeah. so yeah. Yeah. it was our big yeah. motivator yeah right right Um, and so you have an eight year old and a four year old. Um, and so, so can you talk a little bit about that? I'm always interested in, um, you know, becoming a mama to one kid and then how that shifts when you, cause your kiddos are four years apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about that being a mama to Iker Mm -hmm. and then four years later having Valentina come into the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, we were very content with when we had Eker. Um, you know, we had him for three years, and then that's when we decided, let's, you know, Eker needs a sibling. But mm. at, when he was three years old, um, he was actually, we were noticing very different things about him. Because obviously, mm. you know, when you become a parent, people are like, no one tells you how to be a parent. So mm. you're kind of just figuring out it out as you go. Um, so, and then we kind of were, our plan was to have our kids grow up being bilingual. So obviously when you're learning two languages at some point, like you're going to, you're going to seem to be falling behind, but your brain is trying to process like two languages at once. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so we kind of noticed that Iker was not speaking or like getting to those goals when we would visit the doctor's office that kids are normally reaching Mm. at his age so at like a little bit before three years old we were noticing that he would put like his hands over his head um and just wasn't really like trying to even walk Mm. Uh, and then my sisters kind of being educators were kind of like noticing that too Mm. um and so we're like well maybe we'll go get him tested maybe it's his ears like we weren't really sure what was happening Mm. um so we went through um it's it's called child find here in colorado um, where they test kids just for different things he got tested for his ears and he was fine he got tested for his vision and he was fine um and then they were 
um, giving us a survey as parents to kind of answer questions like, is your son here? Or does he do that? Mm -hmm. And then later, um, like a few months later, he got diagnosed with being on the autism spectrum, mm -hmm. um, which was kind of like a shock to us because we're like, what? Like, we already have to worry about, you know, are they healthy? Mm -hmm. um, like, are they learning what they're supposed to be learning? Um, so that was a little bit of a shock for Scott and I, my husband, um, to find out that our child was on the spectrum but I mean later um I feel like we were okay with it we were just like okay what interventions do we need to get for him mm -hmm. so that he could be at the goals that he's supposed to be at for his age mm. yeah so, mm. yeah and did you get Eker's diagnosis before you got pregnant it actually like we found out um the diagnosis and like a few months later we're like oh we're pregnant um we're wow. gonna have another child yeah wow so we definitely were like what like we wanted another child but definitely wanted to focus on eager and make sure he gets the attention that he needs mm -hmm. um but at the same time we're like oh we can totally do this mm. you know yeah Wow. And, his, and then his Eker, is he in is he in public school in DPS? He, yeah. Okay. He, cool. He's actually goes to Cherry Creek School. Oh, nice. Yeah. Or, yeah. So he is um, for the first few years kindergarten and first grade. He um, was in a classroom with kids um, with disabilities. Okay. Um, so most of the day he would go into the classroom, um, but now he's pretty much you know we have to do an IEP with him. Yeah. Um, which, which is just you know a education plan for our student to kind of talk about the goals that we want for Eker. Um, so we just had his IEP in January. So he has pretty much been staying in his general classroom okay. um, with his friends and his teacher, but he still goes to the other classroom when he just needs to like take some space or just mm. needs a break or, mm. you know, whatever. Cool. But yeah, so our goal and his teacher's goals are to just eventually have him stay um, third grade and up in his uh, general classroom. Yeah, that's great. I know it's my, you know, so my sister um, yeah. had some learning disabilities, but was also on the autism spectrum. And, um, and she, God, it was hard because like elementary school was great. Like we went to steal and they were like, they were really dialed and it was obviously a smaller school and, you know, teachers were really like, they knew her. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, she kind of got, it was hard to figure out where to, to put her. And I think she, I think in high school, basically she was, I don't know. It was like 50 50. She was like in mainstream classes. And then she was with the special needs kids. And um, I don't know. It was it was she was just such an, an interesting nugget where she fell on the spectrum because it was like she was, you know, to see her, you were kind of like, oh, she was pretty high functioning and all the things yeah. and she could do pretty well in normal classes. Um, but yeah. it was but it was hard. She kind of mm -hmm. got, I think, lost in the shuffle because they just didn't have the resources or whatever it was, you know, and she was also just a kid that kind of wanted to do her own thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, unfortunate because, I mean, public school, they're just spending so much time and people don't give credit to all the teachers. Mm. Oh, um, totally. At all. But I'm like, it's public school. Like, I went to public school and I'm fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I think the key is, like, we definitely are very close to all of Eaker's teachers. I mean, we're definitely not helicopter parents, but we do have a special relationship with like his special needs teachers and all the interventionists. Like we definitely can text them or they can call us and let us know what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that me and Scott have done a pretty good job at just kind of having that open communication with the teachers. Um, I mean, we're friends with the general education teacher too, but because we have had to deal with 
his other teachers mm-hmm. more were just a little bit tighter and closer to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. This this might be kind of a weird question, and I think a lot of it just comes from me, like my ignorance. But did you and did you do anything different um, in your pregnancy with Valentina after you after Eker got diagnosed? Was there anything that you were like hyper vigilant about? I mean, I know there's like no way to kind of right, you know, right. determine what autism stems from or whatever but was there anything in your in your mind about like oh I should do this different or that differently or whatever well I definitely kind of very much always kind of compared like my pregnancy with Iker mm. to Valentina's and being pregnant when I had Iker was very difficult like I was sick for like three months mm. out of the nine months that I was pregnant like coughing I couldn't sleep like I don't know what was wrong with me it was almost like allergies but mm. it was I don't know if it was like bronchitis, but I was definitely more sick with when I was pregnant with Iker than I was with Valentina. Like, mm. I feel like the second pregnancy was super easy with her. Mm. I mean, I did want to be careful with what I put in my body. But at the same time, I'm like, we didn't know that this was going to happen to Iker. And I was very, very totally. careful of what I was eating and like getting sleep and all of that so I definitely did kind of compare my pregnancies or think like what can I do better I just that definitely was in the back of my mind sure Mm. yeah and yeah and how about once you got Eker's diagnosis do you feel like it shifted the way that you parented him or the or shifted your relationship with your puppy I mean what because I know that that's that that's a big moment Mm. right well, I could definitely say that as a mom or a dad, you can definitely freak out and want to just like help and, um, you know, control everything about your life and your son's life. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like, I'm just like, Eker's going to fall and he's just going to have to get up again. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. We always tell the kids, like, if you fall, like, it's okay. It's going to happen to you in life. Like, mm-hmm. you just got to be able to deal with it. So I think our parenting kind of changed, but not too much after he was diagnosed Mm -hmm. because we just wanted Eker to have just like a regular life Mm -hmm. so we weren't going to try to make anything different because we just want him to you know live a normal life yeah totally yeah Yeah. go ahead we're both like (laughs) how is how is their relationship how's uh Eker and Valentina Oh my gosh, they're like best friends. Awesome. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they definitely fight, and it's yeah. more Valentina, like, no, Eker, like, she's very much like the sassy <laughs> one, and Eker's just like, whatever, like, I'm just gonna roll with the punches, but at the end of the day, even though they fight, we're like, you guys are gonna be each other's best friends, like, mm. when Eker starts driving, like, you're gonna have to drag your sister around, so mm. we're, we right. want them definitely to have a close relationship. Cool. My husband, Scott, has a sister, so it's him and his sister only. And mm. they're they're pretty close. I mean, they're eight years. Um, there's eight, an eight-year difference between them. Okay. But, I mean, I'm like, you guys are going to be like your aunt and uncle. You guys got to be close. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I know. And, it's, and four years is interesting because my sister and I were basically like, you know, four or five years difference. And, um, and it was, you know, in school, we didn't end up like, will they be um, in high school together for a year? I think, yeah. Oh, Scott, I think, calculated that they'll be, yeah. In cool. So yeah, it's like senior, year, senior yeah. freshman. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Cause I didn't have that with my sister and I was always like very protective of like wanting to be in the same school as her and like the, all those things. And it's, but it's a cool age difference because I feel like you end up kind of like 
um, the younger sibling can really see the older sibling go through the kind of shit with a little bit, you know, a little <laughs> bit of a gap. They're like, okay, I got four years until like mm-hmm. this is going to really pop off. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. That's cute. That's awesome. What's Valentina yeah. doing? What's she into? She is into whatever her brother's into. But, <laughs> but she's very like girly. Like I never, I as a child never used to play with Barbies. Yeah. And she's not like, mom, I want Barbies. And I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Like she got the girliest girl that her grandma wanted out of the four siblings that That's we never hilarious. were. So it's kind of <laughs> nice. My mom loves it that she's so girly. And yeah. at first when she was born, I'm like, I don't want my daughter wearing pink. Like, she can wear orange, green, blue, whatever she wants. So my very much focus was, like, Valentina's not wearing pink. Like, yeah. How'd that go? But now I'm just like, that's her favorite color. And I'm like, no, don't you like orange? I thought orange was your favorite color. <laughs> no, Mom, I like pink tutus. Thank you yeah, very much. Thanks very much. She does. And I guess she's totally going to be a dancer or, like, either a dancer or an actress because she's very much, like, very animated and very social like that we're just like who are you because her brother obviously you know he's cool keeping to himself yeah but Mm. valentina wherever we go she like makes friends and we're like oh goodness but Mm. which is a good thing totally but at the the same time we're like oh you're totally not like eager yeah Um, (laughs) yeah yeah. but she different yeah and then like so what's what's so eager like how does it manifest itself for like you know eager's doing something she wants to do it whatever like what's eager into that she can also get down with um he very much likes they i took them to see monster jam like the monster monster trucks yeah Yeah, awesome uh, (laughs) yeah so she's totally into that too so she like steals the monster trucks from eager and is like (laughs) they pretend play and yeah that's amazing loved it yeah. I went and saw one of those things back in the day when it was like Gravedigger or like whatever the yeah. old school monster trucks were, like in Colorado Springs, I think. Yep. And yep. Um, was it not overwhelming for Eker, like from a sensory oh. perspective? Uh, definitely. <laughs> well, so we've been taking him for like the last four years. Oh, sweet. So the very first year we took him, we had to leave early because it was sensory overload. <laughs> yeah. Like it's already loud. <laughs> And there's so many kids screaming, and then there's these, like, trucks that make loud noises. Yeah, holy shit, it's it's intense. (laughs) It's intense. And so I think every year it's just, like, a little bit less overstimulating for Eker. I mean, we still have to take the headphones, and even I took them to the movies yesterday, and he's like, Mama, you forgot my headphones, because he has always used them. You know, the sound is so loud. Yeah. So... And good thing, like the movie theater, I know they have headphones. So I went to go ask, like, do you, can you guys let me borrow some headphones for my son? So, yeah, I definitely sometimes forget. And he reminds me, like, mom, <laughs> so I need this. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that movie theaters did that. That's really, that's sweet that yeah. they have that. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. it yeah. is just like an assault. Yeah. It is. Um, talk to us about raising bilingual kiddos, especially a kiddo that it sounds like had some language challenges in the Mm -hmm. beginning. Um, so yeah, talk to us about that. Of course. Um, so I obviously grew up in a household where only Spanish was spoken Mm. because my parents were very much like English is like outside of the home. School is like English. You're going to learn English outside of the home. So it was like constantly 24 seven, like Spanish only. Um, and I've tried to kind of keep it that way in my household too. Um, but I feel with Eker kind of processing English, um, it's more English for Eker. Mm. I mean, we speak to him in Spanish. Um, my husband did 
not grow up speaking two languages. So mm. he's kind of, he has mastered that, but he's still learning. Mm. Um, so we definitely try our hardest and our best to speak Spanish at home, but Eker e- will say some words, but he definitely understands Spanish. Mm. Um, and Valentina is just like, yeah, she's mastering both right now, which That's we awesome. see. Um, so like they've never really known the word for milk in English. It's always like leche. Yeah. Like I'm sure Eker's gone to school and said like leche and the teachers are like, I think that's milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some words that we constantly say in Spanish that they don't know the word for it in English unless sure. they hear it at school or outside of the house. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but it's been a learning experience too, because my husband obviously is still learning too. Mm. He can have a conversation, but he's kind of sometimes at the point that's like, oh, that person's talking way too fast for me. Okay. Um, so <laughs> did he grow up speaking Spanish, though? What's that? Did he grow up speaking Spanish? He did not. No so Spanish. My husband, yeah, my husband's from Pueblo, Colorado, yeah. which is very different um, yes, little city because <laughs> obviously it's called Pueblo. Right. Pueblo. But... Um, a lot of the culture there in the 60s and 70s, they would get a lot of shit if they spoke Spanish. Oh, yeah, I so can see that. they stuck to a lot of English. So, like, my mother and father-in-law don't speak Spanish. Mm. My mother-in-law understands it. Um, so, Scott kind of learned on his own, like, taking Spanish in high school. Um, mm. And he very much hears different languages because he works at Costco mm-hmm. so here in Aurora. So he hears all kinds of languages. So he's able to like speak to the members that only speak Spanish. They call like Scott over, but the Spanish speakers don't call him Scott. They call him a Scott. So they okay. add like an E <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of it. Um, so it's been interesting to kind of teach three people. Wow. My husband included yeah. it's like another language. Mm. Um so for the most part, we speak a lot of Spanish in the home, but there's times when I'm like, did I just find myself speaking English? Like I, I constantly am trying <laughs> to remind myself Spanish, Spanish, but then Iker's like, mama, English. Like he wants me to speak <laughs> in English. And I'm like, but you know two languages, Iker. Right. And he's like, no, English. But then there's times when he's like, mama, Espanol. Oh, that's, so, wow. that's awesome. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's so amazing to me. It's like, it's a fucking superpower when i see like a kiddo that's like like the parent will be speaking to them in spanish and then they answer in english and they'll talk to them in spanish. you know like when they can yeah. literally their brain is doing so much yeah and yeah. it's just i think it's such an unbelievably powerful thing to do for a kiddo like we we kind of bought our house in our neighborhood in portland because there's a, there's a japanese immersion school that's mm-hmm. here yeah. And where the kids learn all, you know, Japanese. And I just think the idea, I don't know. Like, I mean, I took Spanish in high school all the way through elementary school. And my Spanish is fucking terrible. It's pretty bad. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, Karina, you've got a fourth person here that I would know. like to learn. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I remember, like, doing Mikey's homework, like, a lot of oh, yeah. everybody else's homework <laughs> in Spanish class. You're like, come sit next to me. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> in Miss Pfeiffer's class? In Miss Pfeiffer's class, oh, yeah. God, I wonder what she's up to. I fucking love her. Um, yeah, that's that's I mean, it's but it's and the other and I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, I feel like, but like but that idea that when kiddos are learning two languages, especially when they're super young, there's there's a point where both languages dip yeah. off. Like yeah. and yeah. then but then they both like charge and yeah. are amazing when you stick with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we're definitely trying that because I'm like, I grew up like that. I'm like, I definitely want my kids to keep the culture, you know, the language going because it's super powerful. Um, Of course. Just to know two languages. Um, What what an unbelievable skill in the world that is, you know, becoming so much more global. And, and, you know, just to know another language is so huge. It's such a powerful thing. No, but I feel like, you know, taking Spanish in high school and then some in college, like it definitely strengthened my writing in Mm. Spanish because I feel like my parents didn't teach me that. It was like reading and speaking Spanish at home. But the writing part, I'm like, that's why I took Spanish. Everybody's like, oh, this is an easy A for you. But I mean, at the same time, I'm like, I need to know how to write and where to put the accents and all of that, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Do you you might do you listen to the show? I do. Okay. Did you hear the episode we were talking about um, the use of the A with the circle, like the at symbol for trans people? I did. And I didn't know that. Okay. I was wondering. Yeah. taught me that too. Because I'm like. (laughs) It might be totally wrong. (laughs) Well, it was Jerry. No, it was a friend of mine who's a Spanish teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Who talked about it. But I was, but again, and I remember she asked me, well, how do you say it then? And I was like, oh, I have no idea. So yeah, I don't know if you'd heard of that. I had it because I actually, when you started talking about that, I thought you were going to mention the X, you know, yeah. like in Latin X. Yeah, um, yeah. Because obviously that is pretty strong and kind of uh, the thing these days, because obviously, you know, Spanish is more of a masculine um, language. Mm. Um, for example, like if you're in a group, current of like a men and it's just you as the woman, it's going to be the O even though you're included right. as a female. Oh, so that's why they the community's been adding the X. And it's been kind of interesting to talk about that with people. Like, why do you guys add the X? And it's like, that's why we are adding it now, because we don't want to say that one um, gender is more dominant than the other. So we're calling it like Latin X. Yeah. But mm. very much like the very like Chicano, like, old school like latina they don't like that they're like you guys are taking away you know our culture and we're like we're actually like thinking about everybody that's so Uh, cool and it's not about taking away the culture so i think was it biden who said i think he said latinx like kleenex latinx (laughs) he's like like, latinx (laughs) (laughs) nailing it joe (laughs) no that's really rad i mean and it is such an amazing thing when yeah, when a when a language itself kind of has it's gendered. I mean, it's right. you know it's so yeah. efficient in some of the ways that the language is spoken because you can kind of like say so many things that are encapsulated in the prefix and the suffix of the word, but it does like immediately become a concern when it's like oh people are gender non-binary or there's or it's just such a spectrum mm, um, that we're really yeah. starting to identify more with and that's really cool. Yeah how how are you. Um... How are you talking to your kiddos about that? Because it, it must come up, right? Especially yeah. in language. Um, yeah. And yeah, how are you How are you navigating that with, with your littles? Yeah, well, I definitely think when I hear the kids say like, when my kids say like, oh, this is only a girl thing or mm. this is a boy thing. I'm like, we don't, we haven't taught you guys that. So I know you're hearing that at school because right. we're very much about like equality and social justice in our home. So I'm cool. like, you anybody Valentina can play with trucks if she wants to or Eager mm. can play with babies like 
we, I definitely see that aspect talking about them in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think we'll probably talk to them about the language part like a little bit later, but mm-hmm. we definitely want it to be like, yeah, girls can play with whatever, boys can play. You can like purple, pink, whatever. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I love I love the idea of her in, in the pink tutu with the monster truck. Yes. I think it's like, oh, that's, yes. that's badass. You got to like merge those things. <laughs> well, we definitely went to a birthday party and it was like a train and ballerina birthday party. And Valentina got her tutu, but like her pants that are like pinstripe, like with a train. Awesome. And they're like, somebody noticed that. They're like, oh, she's wearing both. I'm like, yeah, because that's the way we do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hybrid. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. rad. That's really fun. Oh my god, I love that. Well, god, and I was such a kid that like I don't know. I was such a gender bendy little kid. Like I I wanted jellies so badly, and you did. Oh my god, I, I love totally it. can see that though. Yeah, and it's and so finally I got jellies, and I did not want fucking jellies. Did you, did you guys have jellies? Oh, I definitely. They were definitely. so uncomfortable. They were the so worst. I used to give you hot sweat spots in them. And yeah, and then get blisters. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I wore them for like a day, yeah. and I was like, all right, fuck this. I'll, <laughs> yeah, no, <they're laughs> I'll go back not. to my Jordans or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they were pure aesthetics. They were not. Well, it was an. I, I think I wanted them because I thought that it's what the dudes on um, Miami Vice wore like they were like the little like flats like miami style shoes or whatever and i was like oh those are jellies and they weren't fucking jellies they were like it's probably super expensive like you know just flats or whatever definitely still i'm still looking to whip some jellies so karina do you have things from your childhood that your kids are liking right now because what's old is new again so that's what i'm trying to think um like, do you have them watching Mr. Rogers or anything like that? Or? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. definitely. I'm like, yeah. you guys are watching, like, She-Ra and yes. and, like, yeah, no, we definitely <laughs> do it that way. I mean, I don't know about style, because these days I'm like, mom jeans. Like, moms Ugh. don't even wear those. Like, <laughs> no, dude, no. All that shit coming back that I'm like, starter jackets? Like, you know. Yeah. In Portland, it's like, and same as Denver, like, there's all the consignment shops that, like, if I had yeah. saved my ugly shit from back then, like, right. I could sell it for 500 bucks a pop now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think Scott still has, like, his Tommy Hilfiger jacket, like, in the closet. Nice. Yes. And I'm like, you better save that. I'm sure it's coming back. Yeah, oh, shrink wrap that. you know that. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When it's, and I, I would be so interested. I haven't watched He-Man or anything. I watched the G.I. Joe relatively recently. Ooh, and um it? It was okay. I mean, yeah. it was, there's definitely some kind of, like, uh, gendery issues that are, that are oh, yeah. a little problem- some kind of homophobic problematic stuff, stuff. I feel like. not on GI yeah. Joe, but there was definitely like homophobic stuff on so much yeah. and so many movies and media and stuff. It's like there's a lot of the movies that I watched when I was a kid that are just like so cringy about mm. what rapey <laughs> stuff for sure. Like so yeah. much creepy stuff around like spying on girls in the shower oh, and yeah. oh my god, it's horrible. But most yeah. of the most of like the kids shows though I feel like are pretty the the main thing for me about them is when I watch them they're so fucking boring. Like <laughs> like the Peanuts if you watch like the Peanuts Christmas special like 45% of that movie is just walking. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not even doing anything. They're just like walking from one place to the other. And it's right. like, oh my God. Well, I feel like a lot of that television too was was really age appropriate mm. because it wasn't, there wasn't these like fast camera totally. breaks and, and a ton of sensory overload. It was like you could sort of process things slowly 
yeah you know that was in line with a mm. kid's development now we throw at them like Ugh. what is it blippy that's just like yeah it's, i can't even watch it <laughs> yeah um, so no i definitely agree with that like like for parents it's even a lot you're like what's going on here all these sounds and things yeah. lights and yeah. yeah yeah um what what how, how have you changed since having a kiddo on the spectrum if at all um I think maybe I have I mean I've been pretty patient but I think um that it's helped me be more patient and kind of open and kind of watching to what my son's feelings are and Mm. you know because he might be throwing himself on the floor or like Mm. just very uncomfortable but then at the end of the day or at that moment I need to make sure like what is going on here Mm. that um Eker's going through um, so I definitely am more aware of things. Um, so I would have to stay patient and a little bit more aware of the environment for sure. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have, cause I'm sure we've got mamas listening that have kiddos on the spectrum or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe are suspecting that their kid is having some sensory challenges mm-hmm. or maybe, um, do you have, do you have some advice from, from being in that place yourself? five years yeah. ago yeah I mean I guess all the kids obviously it's a spectrum so they're all going to be different I think mm-hmm. just being more aware of um your child's feelings and I mean just actually talking about feelings like saying mm-hmm. like I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling like angry like I because I think growing up no one ever teaches you that you can feel these different things mm-hmm. so I think definitely being aware of what's going on. Um, like I said, when we noticed Iker kept putting his hands over his ears, mm. we're like, maybe that's something more serious than we actually think. Mm. Um, so just kind of even making notes or keeping a notebook um, to what you are noticing and mm. when it's happening and um, like where you are, at, if it's at home or in a busy place at the store, because even the lights, I think at stores mm. sometimes are, are a little bit sensitive to Eker's eyes. So I think just kind of making a note, whether it's on your phone or a notebook, just to kind of notice. Cause I think you, as a parent, you can definitely overlook it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think just kind of making a note and then later kind of looking at your notes and saying, okay, this is what's happening. I mean, I don't want to say to self diagnose your child, but definitely right. make, make notes. Um, and not really compare with other kids but I mean as a parent I think you that's just kind of automatic sometimes Mm -hmm. but comparing but not like in a negative way just um, yeah just kind of being aware of what's going on in the kids that are might be the same age as their child Mm -hmm. Um, because I think a lot of parents just don't pay attention you Mm -hmm. know it's already tough having to be a a parent um, that there's so much going on but I think just kind of stepping back and seeing what's going on, um, mm. I would say to other moms. Well, and also trusting yourself too, right? Like you right. are the expert on your kid. You see yeah. them every day, day in, day out in all kinds of different situations. Whereas professionals and teachers, we get them in this sort of very curated um, environment, yeah. right? And yeah. that you as parents, you have this especially as a mom, you have this inherent, really incredible bond that yes. um, allows you to see things that other mm-hmm. people might not. Um, right. And so, yeah, to, to trust that. 
Yeah. Um, when what I've heard from so many parents is like, you know, because you're with your kid almost all the time, like you get to see the cause and effect. So right, I, right. You know, yeah. two hours ago they ate string cheese and now they're having, you know, like diarrhea or whatever it might right, be. Like right. Rinny has so many kids, you know, on the spectrum and not that come into her and it's like, you know, some of the parents are hyper aware and they're like, I noticed that when X happens, mm-hmm. Y happens, you right. know, or like when there's this stimulus, this is how, what it affects in my kid. And then there's a lot of other parents that are just kind of like, dude, I'm literally just doing all that I can to keep the kid yeah. alive. Right. And I haven't really noticed that like every time they eat wheat, they get a migraine or something, you know, right. like whatever right. it might be. Yeah. And so it is such a good idea to like to note take and just make sure that you're like, yeah, seeing all the different things and making yeah. sure that you're seeing the perspective, like from a, you know, kind of 10,000 foot perspective. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah no, and I definitely was going to also say that you know, what Eker eats, it definitely has helped him. Like he's very much only like a veggie and fruit kind of person. Mm. I mean, he will have like a hamburger, but once in a while, or he'll ask for that. But it's just been really interesting that he's Mm. very much like, give me a salad, mom, or give me like an apple. And other parents, when they see him around, are like, wow, you guys (laughs) feed him really well. And we're like, this is all him. Like, that's what he wants to eat. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's really cool. (laughs) What about your little one? Oh, she pretty much eats everything. Like yeah, we're, nice. we were laughing the other day because we're like, she eats menudo, and Iker's oh, awesome. like, I don't want to eat that. <laughs> but she like eats like the meat part of the menudo, not like the hominy part, which is like my favorite yeah, part too. of the menudo. But she eats it all, like gets it all over her shirt, and yeah. just like, yeah, get it. <laughs> Can you describe what menudo is? Menudo is what they call tripe, so it's like yeah, the intestine okay. part uh-huh. of like the of an animal um which i think is i mean we grew up eating that like i don't think we thought it was disgusting until somebody was like menudo that's gross but that's just like part of our culture mm-hmm. um so yeah just kind of and even sharing that with our kids has been very interesting too because cool. we're like we're not telling valentina what she's eating right now we're just gonna <laughs> let her like yeah eat it. <laughs> I think that's a solid way to go. And it's not like I, I always, you know, the whole like there was that whole stealth health movement for a while where it was like, you know, bake spinach into your kids brownies and don't don't tell them. And I was like, ah, right. I don't know if, you know, I'm kind of like I'd like my kid to know what's going on. But when it's something like tripe or like stomach lining or whatever, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know if we need to tell them every bit. But right. <laughs> just let them fall in love with it and think it's delicious. And then. Right. With it. <laughs> no, growing up too like we would come home from school and my mom would have like a cow's head in the sink yeah yes you would eat the eyeballs and like everything about like just like house head but now i'm like why didn't i take a picture of that that's so interesting like, <laughs> oh, it's so cool. who thinks and then like one cow's head and one of the sinks yeah yeah that's, that's amazing. amazing i know there's amazing the um there's this uh, so i've been working for this company called milk run and we do like home delivery of uh straight from farms and we also uh-huh. have a butcher like a you know a, a, a you know, a meat processing plant that's attached to it. But there's a, um, this taqueria that's right behind our, our business and the people make the best food. It's so delicious. And oh. they, but they order like as many beef heads as and pig heads as we can give them. They're yeah. just like, they crush it and they make this like cabeza tacos and like lengua yeah. and all the things. Yeah. And it's just like, no, the, otherwise the heads are literally going into the compost and wow. I'm like, it's yeah. such a waste. So they're getting like two or three heads a week and just like making the best stuff. And it's awesome. And I love delivering it to like, them because you're like, here's a head in a sack. Here's a head. <laughs> <laughs> like Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> but it's like the 
most tender meat, the lengua, the tongue. Totally. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, the face, like it's just, it's it's the thing that's actually constantly moving um, right. in yeah. every animal because they're chewing and they're doing all the things and they're making expressions on their face. And so all those little micro muscles that are doing all that work are just working, working, working. And then, so if you cook them right, they're, I don't know, it's delicious. And eyeballs are yeah. so yummy. Mm. Ah. <laughs> you know what speaking of eyeballs i've literally been, i've been watching us in like the corner in our little camera and it's fucking you know coronavirus everybody's like don't touch your face and i've literally been touching my oh, face the entire time well i'm dead <laughs> is is it as crazy there as it is here like Scott, my husband told me yesterday okay these two members at costco came in with like gas masks oh, not like wow. the little white masks but Somebody had taken a picture of them, and I'm like, why are they even leaving their home if they're that scared? Yeah. Like you could just get food delivered at that point. Maybe yeah. not yeah. 64 rolls of toilet paper at a time or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it's, I guess... we, we just flew back yesterday from L.A., and I don't know. I, L.A. was not crazy. The airport was empty. Um, yeah. You know, there was people, like, with the little masks on and then wiping stuff down, but, like, I don't know. I haven't. And then here, I don't know. I was just at the farmer's market and everybody was like making out with each other. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was like, no, nobody's worried. Yeah. <laughs> and touching the fruit and vegetables. Oh yes, my God, exactly. totally. <laughs> sneezing all over them and shit. So. How about, how about having kiddos? Does that, like, have you been fearful at all with the virus? You know, I, I have not. Cause when you have kids, like, and they go to school and they come back, like they bring every germ under the sun home. <laughs> So your immunity, like, builds up. Totally. So I'm just like, and then having a husband who works at this really busy place, I'm like, Scott never really gets sick. But when he does, I'm like, it's probably some serious stuff from I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm not that scared. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. And I've always been kind of the weird person who's like, you know, if I drop food on the ground, I love to eat it because I'm like, I want to, like, build up my immunity. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. You're like, forget the 10 seconds. Let's just leave it there yeah. a little longer. I just spread <laughs> it I spread it. it around and yeah. like roll it over in the dirt. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, well, we got our five questions. Yes. I want to ask okay. Karina one more thing oh, yeah. because yeah. I'm I'm curious because your, your mama lives with you guys, yeah? She does, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think we've really gotten away from multi-generational living. Oh, yeah, totally. And um, – and I'm just, I just want to hear a little bit about that. What's it like to have your mom with you, interact with your kids yeah. every day? You know, it definitely sometimes has its challenges because it's not like, I'm like, I haven't lived with my mom forever. Mm. That now that she's at our home, like, I definitely am appreciative of her and like mm. just having conversations and stories about like her life. So I definitely love that she gets to like pretty much help raise our kids too. Cause I'm like, I was close to my grandparents, but. For the most part, they lived in Mexico and would come visit um, yeah. whenever they could. Or, you know, my dad's family lived in New Mexico. So I'm like, I've never really had that close, close bondness with my grandparents. Mm. So I very much love that Valentina gets oh, taken so to cool. school by my mom and knows mm. her friends and knows the grandmas and the parents. So I definitely love it. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people are like what why does your mom live with you and it's like it's just a thing that latinos and like asians do like it's totally. very much like a cultural thing so i'm like there's nothing wrong with like our mom living with us it's mm. just 
a thing that you do. Um, So I definitely appreciate it. I always tell her all the time, like, thanks for your help in raising our kids. Mm. Yeah. And what an amazing way for people to get to know a their grandparents, but then also like kids getting to know someone of that kind of age echelon. Like I didn't know my grandparents at all. And I'm actually really glad that they didn't live with us because they were kind of assholes. But, um, (laughs) but, um, but I just think that it's like, it's what a thing. And like you said, it is a cultural thing. Like there's, I mean, there's very few kind of white families that I've known that have been like, that's something like that they really value is mm. like valuing your elders and like, and, you know, looking to the, the wisdom of, of these people that have lived through so much. Mm. And I think it's something that, I don't know, you really miss out on because yeah. it's like, you do the idea and of feel- sending a parent to like a you know, I don't know, to live on their own or whatever. I mean, it's like, I don't know, us talking about having kids and living out of, you know, not in the same state as either of our parents. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an odd thing for us to figure out how we want to manage that. Yeah, no. And I mean, there's been two, like my mom has learned from us too. Cause she sees that Scott has been like a dad, like that mm. he changed diapers and like help like potty train that my mom's like what this is like foreign to me because my dad didn't do that my mom's like your dad didn't change one diaper (laughs) out of like the four of you so that has been a little bit kind of you know we've had to explain to my mom like this is what dads do like Mm. they help the mom like it's not like something that's like you know scott just you know comes home and you make him dinner i'm like it's not like that mom yeah like scott is a dad he's gonna help cool Oh, that's yeah. really cool. I know that's two way learning street. I know. I, never I did. That. Yeah. I never thought yeah. about that either. So that's so, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, Should we have my parents move in? <laughs> Johnny, if you're listening, even, we have yeah, a room even before, for you. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's the first person to listen to the show every week, Karina, yeah. just so oh, you know. He's always your on number it. one fan. Number one. He called me today and he's like, when's the episode coming out? I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll have him move in. Um, before we have kids, we'll just just to really set the stage. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> romantic. Yeah. All right, Karina, are you ready for the five questions at the end of the show? Yeah, for sure. Are we still going to do the five questions? Yes, okay, we are. Great. Of you course. Ooh, Karina, I think I know the answer to this, but um, <clears throat> I would love to hear your thoughts on a 2020 candidate. I have been behind Bernie Sanders since the beginning <clears throat> because he's very much. I mean. Not that I'm not for the women, but I'm just like, people, this country had a problem with having like a black president that I'm like, are you even ready for a woman president? Mm. I'm very behind Bernie because he's been like a social justice person. So Mm -hmm. he's very much talks his talk and is like about the people, like everybody. Mm. Um, So definitely Bernie Sanders. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, Favorite swear word. Oh, yeah. I'm curious. When I was thinking about this, I'm like, I have it in English and Spanish. So oh, like, good. I love hear it. the bilingual the swear. Yes. It's, all ta- all, it's always like, pinche this, pinche that, or whatever. But in English, I'm like, fuck, or whatever. <laughs> or I, I've noticed that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's not just fuck, but what the fuck. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> and is there a version of what the fuck in Spanish? It's just, pretty much like pinche. the pinche. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. great. I love that. <laughs> but it's nice because in Spanish you can be like pinche Mike or like 
bean sheet like the car or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of a little bit nicer to be like bean this in Spanish. Plus, not everybody knows what you're saying. No, and it sounds yeah. kind of cute. Or it's like it if you don't it's, know what it is, if adorable. you don't know what it means, you're kind of like oh pinchy. Like it sounds like someone's getting a little pinchy. <laughs> <laughs> or a little cartoon character. Or little, or something. Yeah, a little cartoon character. Yeah. But really, they're telling you to go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, ooh, how about your eat your feeling snack? What's your go to when you're feeling yeah. shitty? So I have two. So sometimes it's like popcorn with a little bit of Cholula on top. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yum. Mm-hmm. Or it could be like fruit and cucumbers with a little bit of lime and then tahin on top. Mm. Yeah. What's tahin? Tahin is like the chili with the salt. And yes. It's like lime salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I knew that was the name. That's oh, awesome. Have, you got to try it. Gotta it's get so down. good. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. And so um, we always ask questions about um, what was someone's last uh, really positive experience with a healthcare provider? Because we're oftentimes talking to people who yeah. are like, Ugh, this went poorly and whatever, but we want to find out, like, what was the last like good interaction you had with, like, one of your kids' doctors or you or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about when I gave birth to Valentina, which was mm. four years ago. Um, and then right now, like, my OBGYN doctor is not just my doctor, but she's like my friend who happens awesome. to be my husband's wife or my husband's friend's wife. Oh, so, cool. wow. <laughs> yeah. So That's she awesome. pretty much though is like, okay, it's your annual time. Kind of like, at first I'm like, is this going to be weird? Cause she's a friend, yeah. but she's, <laughs> but it's not, it's actually pretty cool. Like she has seen everything. She's seen Valentina like come out of me. <laughs> right, <sure. laughs> yeah. Which has been like such a bonding experience with her. Mm. So I'm like, I am not scared to say anything or do anything in front of her. Cause I'm like, she's seen a lot of me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, it's, it's only awkward when she starts doing your exam in the stirrups um, at the barbecue at your house. You know? <laughs> Hey, just get up on the watermelon table, and we're just going to have you just... <laughs> just move everything. Yeah, we need to just check you out real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, and I can text her about anything. She, she's like, you're That's the awesome. only one of my patients that has my number. Cool. So, and she's the first one to see Valentina being born next to Scott. Like, That's amazing. So it's super special. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you have... This is totally a little off topic, but did you have both your babies in the hospital? Did you have them? What, 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 what did the birth story look like? I did. Yeah. I had both of them at the hospital. And then it just kind of made me think like women in other countries give birth at home, which I'm like, which makes you just feel even more empowered. Mm. Um, Cause you're like a little bit scared. Like there's no turning back when you're having a baby. So I'm like women in, you know, third world countries don't have a doctor. They just like pretty much do it on their own. So yeah, both of them I had at the hospital. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. What best am question. I, what am I missing? The best question, I think. <laughs> what is the best question? The 90s makeout song. Oh! Or slow dance song. Grinding song. Yes! <laughs> yeah, tell us about your 90s like, makeout so song. Many. I know. Oh. But we, me and my husband started listening again to Diamonds and Pearls by uh, Prince. <gasps> It's so such a good, good. song. It's, I forgot what a good Dude. song it is. Oh, so, yeah. It's so good. I yeah. Yeah, we had that came up on um Spotify recently and we were like, "Oh. Oh, god, it's just so good. It's like a, just pure, like a perfectly produced song." Yeah. It is. 
That's awesome. I like that. And I'm with yeah. you. Well, Karina and I grew up together. When did we meet? Did we meet like in, it was in high school though. In no? high school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we definitely had a lot of parties that we went to where there was a lot of slow dancing and grinding and making out going on. And I don't think Prince was necessarily <laughs> being played. Maybe by the cool kids. Like like Katie Meadows and like that crew, they were probably playing Prince. But most yeah. other people were playing like fucking... 112 and Jagged Edge and like whatever, you know, like hip hop. And like Red Man, Mr. Man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know that Corey and Ryan are coming out here? We're going to go to see Run the Jewels and Rage. And I'm so jealous. I you just saw come. Corey this week and he's like trying to act all cool. Like, guess where, where I'm going, Nina? <laughs> and I was like, where? He's like, we're going to see Rage. I'm like, you're just trying to like rub that in so hard. <laughs> He's like, We're, we'll FaceTime you. I was like, thanks, Corey. We will do that. Definitely. You should come. Yeah, you should. I should. Yeah. No, I'll let it be just a guy thing, I guess. Whatever. We're not gendering <laughs> things. Yeah. No, I might show up. Perfect. Maybe I'll surprise you. Do it. Um, yeah. Nina, this was so fun. I know. Yeah. Thank you yeah, so, so much. You're Thanks like for reaching out to us. Busy mama, yeah. work life. It's your mom's birthday. And oh, yeah. you carved out time to of be course. on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, You're welcome. Are you guys having a party for your mom today? Well, they went out We're to not. eat. Oh, we're not to eat. She's going to chill. Yeah, we went out to lunch. Oh, so. that's awesome. Nice. That's She's great. just going to take her you know, afternoon nap now. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I might take mine. I might go to that too. Um, <laughs> Dina, again, thank you so much. You're awesome. We love yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have to meet Valentina. Oh, you do. You love her. Everybody loves her. Not that they don't love Beaker, oh, but awesome. she's just like yeah. the little girl that... Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure people are like, whoa, that's a lot to handle. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, my favorite hilarious. is a little awesome. lady that's a lot to handle. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. a little comedian, too, so you definitely have to meet her. I'm ready. Yeah. Next time we're in Colorado. Yeah. Um, okay, everybody, so tune in next week. I think it'll be a, a Mikey and Rin stay in um, us from the house sort of show. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Karina, is there anything that you wanted mm. – um, people to like if there's people in denver how they can access the show that you're curating um yeah. any special help that you've gotten for eager that's been really amazing yeah. anything else any plugs that, you want to make any plugs yeah um i de there's definitely now in aurora it used to be in denver it's called the autism community store mm. they definitely have a lot of resources for parents um that have kids on the spectrum great um they have uh, people that go to their fairs that have like gems uh therapy just different things cool. um so i would say to reach out to the autism community store it's very very helpful and about time that something like that exists That's so amazing. i would say that yes. excellent beautiful cool. thank you yeah right. you're a gem you um, love you guys yeah so anybody so karina obviously reached out to us through um our website or i don't know how Insta? you do, or no instagram is yep. how you reach out to us yeah but anybody who has a story that they want to tell reach out to us and um we're let's eat at mikey and rin stay in dot com that's right yeah and you can follow us on all the socials uh you can see our pretty faces eating hiking doing all the dumb shit we do no. <laughs> <laughs> um should we sing Oh, uh, yeah. I'm Mikey. Diamonds and... Oh, Ooh, I yeah. <laughs> All together now. All right, so I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight... Tonight. Oh, we're gonna stay in... That was my Diamonds and Pearls. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, me. Karina, for ruining your favorite makeout song. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Bye.